Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Sports Fiends. This is your host, Travis Bowen, episode three. Today, we will be talking about what else? College football playoff. Who I think is going to make it to the college football playoff and eventually win the title. Tune in to hear my picks. All right, let's get started. All right, so today I'm going to break it down for you with my four picks of who's going to win or get into the college football playoff. It's going to be exciting today. Um, With that being said, let's get started. Uh, The way I'm going to do this today is I'm going to talk a little bit about the schedule of each team. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the key losses, a little bit about the recruiting class, uh, you know, the best players on the team, for those of you that don't know, and then, you know, just maybe a little little tidbit of my own about why I'm feeling them. Um, to get started, let's start with the team that won the national championship last year, the team that has been in it the past four years since it's been started, Alabama Crimson Tide. Sorry, tar- you know, I love hot takes, but I can't take... Against Alabama, it's just like a, it's like a sin. Um, anyways, to get started, we all know they're great. You know, they just won a national championship last year. They've been there practically like it seems like every year. Um, as far as like games go, that I would say stand out to me, they play Texas A and M at home. Jimbo Fisher coming to town on uh, Saturday, September twenty second. They play on the road against LSU. I think that game's always dangerous, no matter how good or bad LSU is. They play um, Mississippi State on November 10th, who's still, I think, a strong team. And then, obviously, the Iron Bowl at home against Auburn. So not a you know not the easiest schedule as it is always in the SEC West. But I you know still will will give them the favorite there. I think Auburn probably give them the most trouble. But I don't see them losing to Auburn two years in a row. Everyone else, I would say that they're definitely the favorite there. Um, notable losses. So they lost Minka Fitzpatrick, which was like the stud of their defense, the uh, the glue. That's what Nick Saban called him. Kind of, you know, he he was kind of like a band aid, fixed everything up. Uh, so Minka Fitzpatrick, safety gone. Uh, Deron Payne, defensive lineman, who is crucial for them, really caused a lot of pressure. Was really always bad there. Rashawn Evans. Linebacker, he was really at the core of that defense last year. And then, how can you forget Calvin Ridley? It seems like there was a billion of them on that team. Um, wide receiver who made play after play uh, in his career at Alabama. But um, you know, at Alabama's been recruiting well, so they were you know number one in 2017 and actually dropped to number six. Oh my God, number six! What's gonna happen? Uh, but they still landed the number one defensive end, the number one quarter, cornerback, and number two athlete. So that's Yabi Anama, defensive end, Patrick Sertain Jr., cornerback, and Xavier Williams. Um, as far as like the best players on their team, I think we're going to have to start with Damian Harris. So he's their, one of the running backs they had last year. They actually had three running backs go for... Um, for eight touchdowns plus, or three players go for eight touchdowns plus last year. 
Um, so he, it was him and Bo Scarborough with a guy. Scarborough's gone. Damian Harris steps in. Uh, had 1,000 yards, 7.4 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. He wasn't even really the main guy. So that's pretty, it's pretty scary. Imagine what happens when he's you know, going to start really getting the ball. Um, on defense, a um, guy that stands out to me is Mac Wilson, linebacker. Had 40 tackles, 4 interceptions, and a TD last year. Going to be one of the leaders of the defense this year. Got to step up. Um, I think he's going to lead that defense that is always ferocious. And then number three, it's I'm going to totally butcher this. Everyone knows who I'm talking about if you watch a national championship. Guy came in in the second half as a true freshman and leads Alabama against arguably the best or second best defense in the country to a comeback win in overtime to a Tagovailoa had 11 touchdowns and two picks, only two picks and 77 passes last year. And then, come on, comes in cold in the national championship, wins the game. That's kind of, I mean, come on, that's scary. Guy's good. Uh, he looked great. And, by the way, comes in and takes former Heisman candidate Jalen Hurts' job like it's nothing. Dude, it's, I think this guy's a real deal. I don't think we've seen a big-time quarterback at Alabama, and now that we looks like we might have one, it's kind of scary. Um, you know, like I said before, four college football playoffs. There's only been it four times, so it's kind of hard to bet for them not to be in it. Um, always in the contention as long as Nick Saban is there coaching. So on the number two, another chalk pick for me. Got Clemson Tigers. So, you know, Clemson has been in it. I, want, I think they've been in it three of the four years, but they are just always contending. Um, they have a national championship win. They've been in a national championship. They've been there, like, every year besides last year. Um, but uh, they're awesome, and I think that they're loaded this year. As far as scheduling goes... It's not bad, honestly. It's, the ACC is a little bit weaker this year than in years past. Uh, not to say it's bad, but it's just it, it, the schedule's definitely easier in my mind. Play Texas A&M as well. <laughs> Texas A&M has a tough schedule. Uh, so they play at Texas A&M, second game of the season. That'll be interesting. Play at Florida State, which, you know, I mean, I hate Florida State as a Gator, but they're no joke. Florida State's definitely no joke, especially on the road there and then South Carolina I think that game is always sneaky for them I think South Carolina is always kind of a tough team I think that they've been getting progressively better in that rivalry you never really know what happens with those rivalries there on um, November 24th so notable losses they, they didn't lose anyone I would say super crucial last year um, they lost Dorian O'Daniel who's a linebacker who contributed for them Ray Ray McLeod a very explosive Receiver and then you know Dion Kane wide receiver, but none of those guys went higher than the third round. So it wasn't it wasn't as if it was like super super you know notable players that they had lost. Um, were the number five recruiting class last year? They got Trevor Lawrence, who's the number one pocket passer quarterback. Number two defensive end Xavier Thomas and then number three defensive end KJ Henry more more on this defensive line later um, and by later I mean right now so talking about defensive line 
they have four players in the top 25 in the country based on like they have the you know the top 100 players in the country so they have four in the top 25 oh by the way they're all in the defensive line starting how talk about scary there uh they got christian wilkins and dexter lawrence are number four and five respectively colleen farrell and austin bryan are number 12 and 24 um, they always say that football is a game, the game of you know lines, offensive and defensive line. And when you have four guys in a top twenty-five on the defensive line, that is scary as can be. Um, on the offensive side, though, this guy might be one of my favorite players in the country, wide receiver T. Higgins. If you haven't seen him, look him up. The kid comes out, shows out in the in the spring game, and I, I mean show out, I mean showed out. He had four catches, 118 yards, and two TDs. And they were nice TDs. He had every catch he had was an absolute stud, amazing ESPN highlight reel type of play. Um, really, if you go wa- look up the spring game, the guy's like half of the plays are to this guy. Um, oh, yeah. And Dabo Sweeney calls him a carbon copy of AJ Green. Not a comparison, but a carbon copy. So, hey, that's not really a bad way, way to call a guy. This kid is a stud. He's going to be making play after play. And I think that he's going to be exciting for their offense this year. Um, so, yeah, been to the college football playoff practically every year. Dabo Sweeney's one of the best coaches in the country. The defensive line is elite and deep. They didn't lose a ton. Their schedule's not bad. It seems like that they have a very, very doable path to the college football playoff. So going on to number three. Got to go with the team that was in the national championship last year and had a great shot at winning it. Lost in overtime. Um, Georgia Bulldogs also hate them. I am a Florida Gator and it... Hates me to say this, but if I'm talking about who I'm going to pick and put my money on, Georgia's, I think, has a great shot to go. Um, the SEC East isn't really good, to be honest. Their schedule still is, I mean, kind of tough, but it's not impossible. They got South Carolina on the road week two. I think they still win that game. They play LSU on the road. Yeah, but I don't know how great LSU is this year. They play Florida, that Florida-Georgia game, which can go either way. But Florida's kind of, you know, rebuilding with getting Dan Mullen back in. I mean, it can always go either way. So that's why I have it on there. And then obviously, you know, Auburn at home, though. Auburn's tough, but it's late in the season. It's at home. I think that they could pull that one out. Um, But I will admit, losing that game to Auburn, depending on where things are at, that 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 could definitely hurt them. Um, key losses a lot, I'll admit. Roquan Smith and Lorenzo Carter, both their best linebackers, they were, they were in on practically every play. They were just absolutely dominant on the defensive end. And then, oh yeah, by the way, you lose Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Yeah, they had like four, five guys going in like the first two rounds. Just, I mean, they, they lost a lot um, as far as talent, but... Guess what? Number one recruiting class last year. All right, Kirby Smart, I see you. Kirby Smart, former Alabama defensive coordinator, comes over to Georgia, putting in his Nick Saban ways, got number one recruiting class. They have seven five-star recruits. That's pretty good. Besides the fact that they they had Jake Fromm, who was 
like a top quarterback. They recruited Jacob Eason, who ended up transferring. And then, oh yeah, let's go get another number one quarterback, Justin Fields. Kid's pretty good. Go out, get another number one running back. Oh yeah, like it seems like every year, number one running back for Georgia, right? They got Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb. They have DeAndre Swift still. They got Zamir White. They have Dalvin Cook's brother. I mean, this team is loaded at running back and always is loaded. Um, Jamari Saylor, offensive guard, number one offensive guard. Adam Anderson, number one offensive linebacker. And Tyson Campbell, number two cornerback. Recruiting class was number three the year before, so they even got better. Two top three recruiting classes. And you got Kirby Smart as your coach. I think you're going to be cool. Um... Going to best players. So, I think best players, I got to go with first. Um, I'm going to start off on a defensive end. DeAndre Baker is one of the guys returning from that, you know, 27 defensive team. Um, he had 44 tackles, three picks, nine deflected passes. Very, very solid for a Georgia team that was just, I mean, suffocating to say the least. The team was honestly... Dominating so many games, so like statistics. I mean, the the guy's good. It's um, but when you're surrounded by elite players, it's tough to always stand out. But I think the stats are still great. One of my other favorite people here is uh, DeAndre Swift, running back. Had six hundred and eighteen yards, three touchdowns on seven point six yards per carry as a freshman. Wow. Well, too bad he was behind two of the best backs in the country, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. This guy looked good when he ran it, and I think he's going to be great when he runs it this year, getting a lot of carries. And then third guy, Jake Fromm. It looks like Georgia might have figured out what to do with quarterback, and if they have a good quarterback, they too are going to be scary. 160 passer rating, 24 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Oh, by the way, as a freshman, looked Great in the national championship game. Really stepped up there with the spotlight being bright. Um, And then if you think about it, guys, they had Nick Saban's Alabama on the ropes last year. 13-0 at half. They forced Nick Saban to get desperate for what I say is the first time in his career. And they have Nick Saban bench Jalen Hurts and bring true freshman Tua Tagoya in the third quarter. And then... If you guys don't remember, it was overtime, all right? Georgia scores a field goal. Alabama needs a field goal at least to tie in a touchdown to win. First down, they sack Alabama, 16-yard loss with second and 26 on the 41-yard line. So they're out of field goal range and it's second and 26. So it's, it's unlikely that they're going to get a first down. Well, not only do they give, a, give up a first down, they give up a 41-yard touchdown to lose the game. Heartbreaking. They were this close to winning the national championship team. This team is scary good. I think they're going to be back. I know it's bold picking two teams from the SEC, but honestly, based on what, what I'm seeing, I think it's going to be similar to last year where there's going to be a lot of teams with multiple losses, and I think that Georgia's schedule, Alabama's schedule, they're both going to have a ton of wins, and then it, they, one of the teams obviously ha- is going to have to lose, and then SEC championship game, but I still think that they get in because last year everyone complained. Oh, two teams from the SEC making it—that's ridiculous. 
you can't have a team that didn't win the title going in. That's what Ohio State's blaming. Well, guess what? Both of them made the national championship. And it was probably the best national championship game since um, Clemson, Alabama. <laughs> but it was an awesome, awesome competitive game. Um, and seriously, I think that I don't see an issue at all with having them both in if, if things play out the way that, they, uh, that I anticipate them playing out. Now for number four. This is where we've seen – I'm going to you know, throw some teams out there. I've seen Washington get thrown in there. I've seen Michigan get thrown in there. I've seen even like Penn State get thrown in there. But not going to lie, I'm a big believer in coaches. And I think coaches are so important. This is a team that has been either in the, in the playoff or just outside the playoff like every year. And that team is Ohio State. Ohio State Buckeyes. All right? Uh, the, the, big, the Big Ten is, is definitely no joke. And they, they, um, they have a tough schedule. But, you know, they have TCU at home. Or neutral side, I'm sorry. On September 15th. At Penn State, that's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. But it's early in the season. So I think they could bounce back if they lose that. At Michigan State on November 10th and at, uh, at home against Michigan. They haven't lost to Michigan in a while, which scares me. And Michigan's really good this year, but they're at home. So I think they can pull it off. Um, Michigan State is going to be tough. I think Penn State's going to be tough. But I just, I, they're really talented and Urban Meyer seems to always pull it off. Um, notable losses, cornerback Denzel Ward, another elite secondary player going in the top 10. They had, I mean, come on. Billy Price center. Tyquan Lewis defensive end. Jerome Baker linebacker. And yeah, they, by the way, they lost this guy named JT Barrett. Played some football for them. I, don't even, I honestly don't even know if JT Barrett's going to get any run in the NFL. Um, by run, I mean like I don't think he's going to get much playing time. I, I, would I, I haven't followed him, but I think he definitely should get at least a shot. I don't know. He, it's kind of weird. He wasn't really that great of a quarterback, but he was at the same time. He had stretches where he looked amazing, other stretches where he looked terrible. Um, but anyway, recruiting class, number two recruiting class, last two years, pretty freaking good. Um, I know they have that scandal they're talking about. I talked about that earlier. Assume, this is all assuming Urban Meyer does not get um, fired. Obviously, Urban Meyer gets fired. This is a completely different situation. Even suspension for a couple games, I don't see that really affecting this. Honestly, if anything, that has them playing with a chip on their shoulder. I kind of like that. Going on the best players, man, this team is full of them. Team is one of the most talented in the country. They're young, but oh my god. J.K. Dobbins, this kid's a beast. First game of his career, 181 yards against Indiana. By the way, freshman record. Some good players played football at Ohio State, just so you know. 1,400 yards on 194 carries. Oh, yeah, another record. Kid, oh, by the way, goes for 124 and 174 against Michigan State and Wisconsin as a freshman. This kid's a stud. Scary good. J.K. Dobbins, you need, if you want to look up a fun highlight reel, look up this kid. This kid is going to be elite, electric, I'm telling you. Second guy, Nick Bosa. That last name ring a bell? Yeah, another genetic freak from the Bosa family. Kid's an absolute monster. Eight and a half sacks and 16 tackles for a loss last year. All-American. 
he will be a high, very high first round pick next year, assuming no injury and he plays the way he should. Number three, yeah, I'm going to go with the other running back, Mike Weber. Yeah, two top running backs on the same team. This kid is an absolute monster. For his career, the guy has 238 carries, 1,700 yards on 6.1 yards per carry. 19 touchdowns. Not bad for the second running back. Him and Dobbins will be amazing. An elite one-two punch this year. And then you got to talk about it, Dwayne Haskins. Young quarterback, showed some promise last year, had 40 passes, uh, completed on 57 throws, 585 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. One interception. He definitely showed some flashes. Um, I think it's definitely going to be something where he's going to grow a lot this year. Fortunately, the tough part of the schedule isn't till like that middle and then end of the year, and they don't have any bad like back-to-back games. Yeah, you play TCU, but guess what? You play Tulane after. You play Penn State on the road, followed up by Indiana, Minnesota, Purdue. Nebraska could be tough, but three games that are pretty manageable. Michigan State, you got Maryland in between Michigan State and Michigan. I think that's crucial for them. Um, this team was this close to making a college football playoff last year. They've been there or contended every year since it started. The schedule really isn't terrible for me. That's why I have them in there. Before I kind of let you guys go, I'm going to give you some logic as to why I think these other teams won't be in it. Washington, yes, they are very good, but you play, they might lose to Auburn the first game of the season. And if they do, they don't have a shot in hell at getting in the playoff because that, that game is huge for them. Their schedule definitely isn't bad, but they still play Stanford, they still play Washington State, still play USC. I mean, it's not like a complete walk in the park. And Last time they made it from that week, Pac-12, yeah, I'm calling you out. They didn't really show up too much. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of the, the, you know, having an ACC, having an SEC, having a Big Ten, maybe another SEC, maybe a Big 12. I don't know. I, I really don't believe in them. They, they don't have a, just a cupcake schedule. There's injury concerns. They're not con- – I mean, they're, they're – they're balanced, but they're not like amazing at anything. Um, and sometimes I think that when you're balanced and not amazing at anything, it can win you games against okay teams. But when you play a great team, it's tough to win. Michigan, surprisingly, another popular pick. I mean, yeah, I got Shea Patterson coming from Old Miss. Urban Myers got added um, a lot to the coaching staff. Team's got 17 starters returning. Pretty solid, but their schedule is an absolute gauntlet. I mean, this schedule, I mean, I would go out to say that Michigan has the toughest schedule in college football. You open up in South Bend against Notre Dame where they haven't played very well. Got to play Nebraska. Northwestern's no joke. You play Wisconsin, who's... I mean, they're going to be a top five, top ten team. You play Michigan State after that, and then you play Penn State after that. Oh, yeah, by the way, you play Ohio State on the road to end the season. That's, you get through all that, and then, oh, yeah, you got to play in the Big Ten Championship as well. Shea Patterson, guy turns the ball over a little bit. You got a new quarterback, new system. I know he's talented, but, geez, that is a lot. You're asking a lot. They're going to have to really, really, really ball out. And I haven't seen that. So I don't, I don't believe. I think that that's not going to come to fruition. 
Um, I think Penn State also has a chance, um, but kind of an outside chance just because, you know, I'll Saquon, they do have a manageable schedule, but I just, I don't think that they're going to make it. And then uh, Notre Dame has been a popular pick, but when you don't have that, like that big conference championship game, you have to be almost perfect. And based on Notre Dame's past, it seems like they can be pretty good, really good, and then have that one or two games where they fall off. And if they have that, I don't know. I mean, heck, they could lose to Michigan the first game of the season. Um, I, I just don't think that Notre Dame is going to be perfect, and I think it's a huge disadvantage not having that, that, that championship game. Um, so that's why I don't, I don't personally have Notre Dame taking a cake there. So college football playoff, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Now the question comes. Who in the world's playing in, in, the, in the championship? Well, I'm going to go number one. I'm going Clemson. I think Clemson is going to be in that game. No doubt about it. They are, I mean, just so dominant. They have so many players returning. They're electric on offense. They have a, what I think is a big-time quarterback in just an elite defensive line. Scary. They're going to be caught wreaking havoc. Their schedule's not bad, and I think that they can play with anybody. Oh, and Dabo Sweeney, that guy's a pretty good coach too. Um, the other pick for me that's tough is, to be honest, I got to go Alabama. I know that's such a lame, chalky pick, but honestly, Alabama is always in the national championship. It's kinda, This is kind of like a Golden State Warriors Cavalier scenario for the past couple years, which is like... It, you want to pick someone else, but like in reality, if you're putting your money down, that's who you're picking. And Alabama has an elite quarterback, I think. I think Tua is a stud. The team is always loaded. Nick Saban is like a wizard. He's going to get there. And it, when he gets there, it's kind of tough to beat him. Um, not to say I, I think Georgia and Ohio State would put up great fights, but Ohio State's a little bit too young for me. And Georgia lost a little bit. And I just um, I just don't know. If, if they're going to be able to make it happen. So I'm picking Alabama, Clemson again in the national championship game. And I don't think Alabama's taking a kick. I'm picking Clemson. I really like Clemson this year. Clemson is my team. I'm going against the SEC. Don't shoot me, please. So I got Clemson, national champions. Barely, though. It's going to be a great game. Trinidad to watch. So what, what we got, Clemson versus Alabama. And we have... Ohio State and Georgia also making the college football playoffs. Get at me. Let me know what you think. I'm out of here. Travis Bowen out.